0: Yonder, Chapter 4, Minor Revelations Nighttime in yonder is interesting. They don't roll up the sidewalks after sundown, but foot traffic does dwindle mightily. Tall groves of pines on the surrounding hillsides bring a curtain of darkness as they block the setting sun. As Jim, Bob, and Missy reached downtown, the only buildings with lights on were Smokey Toes and the diner. The lights on the diner stayed on until the night shift at Plastico finished around 11.30 p.m. The single shift workers ate dinner at the diner before going home. Jim Bob parallel parked in front of Smoky Toes and went around the car to open Missy's door. She waited patiently for his chivalrous gesture and gave her dad a big smile and thank you as he closed the door. There were several cars parked along Main Street, probably customers of the two dining establishments. Jim Bob checked the diner and saw no sign of Tilk. He must have a good night, manager, Jim Bob thought to himself. Dad, why don't they call it Main Street with an E? Missy asked with raised eyebrows. Not sure, Princess. It wasn't spelled that way when I lived here. We can ask somebody inside. A high school-aged hostess met them at the door and seated them quickly. Menus, water, and silverware were soon added to the table. Neither needed time to choose from the menu, so Jim Bob waved down a waitress and called her over. We're ready to order if you don't mind, Jim Bob told her with a smile. Your order's already been placed, sir. Do you want a small order of fried pickles while you wait? Jim Bob and Missy exchanged glances, too shocked to ask how they had food on order already. Missy decided to take a shot with the waitress on her sign question. Do you know why Main Street has an E? I've asked that question of my parents for years, was the waitress's reply. I bet I know who can answer that. Be right back. And she turned and headed into the kitchen. Tubbs came out of the kitchen carrying a plate of fried pickles and smiled. Got a story to tell y'all in answer to your question. Feel free to eat while I talk. Sauce is my own recipe. Jim Bob, how old are you? Tubbs turned to him waiting for an answer. I was 41 last February. Well, you remember Possum. His real name was Paul Roberts, but most people called him Possum because he would pick fights with people bigger than him, then pretend to be passed out if he was losing. You you know playing Possum. Yonder went through a growth spurt. I know it's hard to believe. About 10 years ago, he decided to repaint street signs and store signs. Possum was in town and got wind of what was going on with the revitalization. He volunteered to paint the signs if the town and business owners paid for the paint. He bought some paint and some white lightning from one of the local steels. Unfortunately, he took to drinking for he took to painting. The rest is history. Smoky Joe's somehow became Smoky Toes. Main Street became Main Street with an E. Most famously, Clips and Curls became Chips and Girls. Betty, who owns Chips and Girls, had so many folks come in to buy wood chips, she now stocks them for people to use in their smokers in several varieties. I almost believe she makes more on selling wood chips than she does fixing women's hairdos. Tubbs finished with a sigh sign grin. Jim Bob and Missy had finished the fried pickles, and their waitress was on the way with their main course. Chopped smoked pork, steak fries, baked beans, and Brunswick stew. Tubbs started to excuse himself, then reconsidered and sat back down. What's the special occasion for you two? Tubbs directed this question at Missy. It's a daddy-daughter date. Dad dates us, me, Prissy, and Lily at least once a month. It's our time alone. Tonight, Dad's filling up my love tank. Tubbs cleared his throat, almost tearing up at Missy's words. Far be it for me to enter it up to date. I will leave you two in peace. Jim Bob, would you be willing to let me buy you breakfast tomorrow morning? I'll bring the hatchet if you'll help me bury it. Jim Bob thought for a minute before answering. Let me text Mary Alice and make sure she doesn't have any plans for us tomorrow morning and I will let you know, Tubbs. Much obliged, Jim Bob. Y'all enjoy the food. Let me know if you need anything. With those final words, Tubbs left the table and disappeared into the kitchen. Jim Bob quickly pulled out his phone to text Mary Alice. No sooner had he sent the text, he received a message back from her that read, cleared in hot. Mary Alice loved to use aviation slang for brevity and because she thought it was cool to have a language with her husband that few and yonder would understand. Cleared and hot was what strike aircraft were told when they had to approve they'll drop their weapons. Between Mary Alice and Jim Bob it meant she was okay with his plan to have breakfast with Tubbs. Missy and Jim Bob focused on eating and musing over various thoughts running around in their heads. Jim Bob thought back to middle school and the time he stopped friends from talking possum into writing obscenities on the front of his notebook. Missy's mind traveled to the smell of fresh-cut hay as they drove away from home and the list of animals she wanted to have on their new farm. And then she saw a couple of waves of sadness pass across her dad's face as he spooned Brunswick stew into his mouth. Missy waited long enough for the waves to pass and the spoonful of stew to pass his throat before she spoke. "What you missin', Dad? Playing hide-and-seek as a kid eating fresh bruschetta at the Tenish Hotel in Naples?" and a sense of wonder and innocence when I used to live here in yonder. Do you miss it? The Navy, I mean. Did Uncle Cracker give you a shovel to dig up some bones? You know, that rascal left me holding the bill again. At least he's consistent. Missy made a mental note of her dad's hard swerve to avoid the subject. I've been thinking we need some animals on the farm. Some goats for milk, some chickens for meat and eggs, and some rabbit for meat, too. Mom's decided she wants to go au naturel and organic. Raising our own meat will be better for us. She's talking about planting a big garden next spring. Your mom's always wanted to be a farmer. She grew up to the rhythm of planting and harvest. Mary Alice likes to feel the dirt between her fingers and toes. Has she talked to you, Missy, about her plans for the garden and farm? Well, Dad, she has planted some flowers around the house and keeps eyeing a spot behind the house and muttering, that needs to be cleared. Missy returned to her barbecue and baked beans. I'll talk to her when we get home, Missy. Let her know I will support whatever she has in mind. I'm going to be busy trying to find some work to keep me busy and out of trouble. Jim Bob knew he was not a farmer or a rancher. Now that he was retired from the Navy, he wasn't sure what he was. A waitress with the name tag Barry came to the table to drop their check. I have to ask, Jim Bob started. Are you kin to Apple? She's my sister, Barry replied. Our maiden name is Pie, and my dad thought it would be cute if he gave us the names of his favorite pies. There are three of us, Apple, Raspberry, and Key. Key's middle name is Lime. Doesn't make sense anymore since we're all married. I always hoped Apple would marry somebody with the last name Butter, but it didn't happen. You can pay at the register when you're ready. Thank you, ma'am. Tell Tubbs it was delicious as expected. Tell him I'll also see him at 7.30 tomorrow morning. Jim Bob and Missy finished their meal, paid the bill, and headed back home. Missy asked that they ride home with all the windows down so she could savor the fresh cut hay wafting on the breeze. They arrived home to find Mary Alice swinging on the back porch reading and Prissy and Lily and Freddie already in bed for the night. Missy gave Jim Bob a hug and a peck on the cheek before heading off to bed herself. Take a load off, Jim Bob. Drop your saddlebags, cowboy, and tell me your troubles, Mary Alice offered with a smile. How were things around here today? I wasn't home much. A note of sadness crept into his voice. Mary Alice took a long breath. Schooling went well and they all finished early. Prissy spent the rest of the day sorting all her fall clothes in the attic and longing for the colors of fall. Lily was out scouting with her camera. She has some shots to share when you get a chance. Freddy debugged and cleaned Wyatt's computer. Wyatt likes having a computer tech on call who lives next door. I cleared some brush behind the house and used some lime to mark out the boundaries of a garden fence. She let the last sentence hang in the air to fill out Jim Bob's reaction. Jim Bob rubbed his chin, rocked his chair a couple of times, and told her about his day and his encounter with Tubbs at Smoky Toes. Then he answered her unasked question. Do you have dimensions? I agreed to have breakfast early tomorrow morning with Tubbs. I can stop by Emmett's and see what he recommends for a deer-proof garden fence. Do you want one gate or two? This late in the summer, I'm not sure what you can plant this far north in Georgia. You want me to ask Emmett? Yes, and thank you. Now tell me about your meeting with Tilk. He and Tubbs are on salary to manage their respective businesses by some organization called the Discipleship Foundation. They both have rooms set aside for discipleship groups to use. Tilk and Tubbs are starting new groups that they lead, and I've been invited to join one of them. Jim Bob finished on a high note, not sure how he felt about all of this. I seem to remember somebody telling me the church had lost sight of the Great Commission. That person also told me they had a heart and a passion for discipleship, and retirement would give them an opportunity to focus on that. Let me see if I can remember who that was. Mary Alice closed her eyes, placed a finger over her lips, and turned her face toward the ceiling fan. I was hoping to have a chance to do that through the church, You know, use my gifts and passion for the edification of the local church body. Jim Bob rubbed the stubble on his chin. Jim Bob, that's temple thinking, and you know it. How many times have we listened to the brand new series of sermons? You need to quit trying to use your gifts for the local church and use your gifts for glorifying God. She reached out and squeezed his hand. Ouch! I think you just rocked your chair on my toes, Mary Alice. Mary Alice smiled coyly and continued swinging. A quietness settled over the two of them in the back porch of their house. A distant Chuck Will's widow serenaded them while a great horned owl seemed to answer each of the widow's calls. Crickets and lacewings soon joined the chorus, and Jim Bob let out a soul-cleansing sigh that almost seemed to shake the footing of the porch. Mary Alice continued to rock and wait patiently for him to work it out in his mind before speaking it out loud. "'It's hard to let go, Mary Alice,' But I know I'm not the same person that grew up here and yonder, so Tubbs is not the same pain in the butt. The same person he was then either. I understand paradigm shifts, but this could be a whole new universe. I'll get the whole story tomorrow at breakfast for sure, but my mind has to be ready to accept it. I covet your prayers, babe. From my mouth to God's ears, they're already on the way. Mary Alice's quiet assurance seemed to relax the tension in his shoulders and his mind. Jim Bob closed his eyes, leaned his head back, and continued listening to the nighttime symphony of summer in the South. Do we have anything? Mary Alice cut him off. Clutching is closed for the night, sailor. Remember our agreement that we wouldn't eat anything after 8 p.m. at night. Yes, Mom. Jim Bob rose from his chair and kissed his wife lingeringly before heading inside to get ready for bed. Mary Alice soon followed, locking the door and turning off the lights. One of the many things she loved about their house in the country was the first floor master suite. No climbing stairs to bed at the end of a long day.